This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 459, recorded on September 10th, 2020. Here on Home Gadget, here, here on Home Gadget, is that what I say? <laughs> here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your own news reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios. And here, Mike, we saw a 60-degree swing this week in the temperature. I mean, last week, it was like 90s, 96. Sorry, I don't... We were 102 on 35 Sunday. 35 Celsius, let's just say, in that, in that range. And yeah, 100 and 102. Yeah. Right? Tuesday. 102 on Sunday. Tuesday, high 53. <laughs> well, Monday, didn't we? We were mid-40s on Monday. We've been mid-40s, right? Yeah, for the lows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, just yeah, so literally um, about a 60 point, 55, 60 point or degree swing. It's been crazy. We, we set a record for, and of course, I use my radar, which uh, will show up here on the screen here in just a second. The my radar app, if you haven't used this on Windows, it's actually pretty good. I paid to have the commercials removed. Be a little fuzzy for you here just for a second that all that stuff needs to work out on the internet. But um, it has been, Mike, watching this app over just over the last week with weather has been interesting. We haven't had any severe weather here. It's been actually just a couple days of some really nice, mild uh, kind of rain, which has been good. I think we went, I checked my mowing app the other day and we had gotten two tenths of rain since July 25th. And I was like, oh, it's been a little dry out here in the Midwest. Yeah, um, but we, uh, of course, the the weather app keeps. I love that my radar. It's just a great, uh, great opportunity. We we I did get a comment on Twitter this week. Bjorn said, because you know I tweet the weather. We're going to talk about this with if this then that here in a few minutes. But every day I tweet the weather at nine o'clock. My my boss who follows me uh, on Twitter thought I was I was tweeting the weather literally like no, every day thumb no, it out. Like every day at nine o'clock i'm good enough just to be able to tweet that but but bjorn said can can we get the temperatures in celsius for god's sakes right 95 is almost this is this was last weekend when we were anticipating some pretty hot weather and uh so bjorn i and i've been uh, tweeting back and forth with him at jay collison if you want to follow me on twitter at Uyghur tech if you want to follow mike on twitter uh, I quickly went into the app, the If This Then That app. I'll talk about this here in just a second. And, uh, and change that. Got Celsius on there as well. So great opportunity to get that updated. I don't, sorry for all, everybody else in the world that does Celsius except us. Uh, but now the weather tweet. If you want to follow me on Twitter, 9 a.m., you'll get a weather tweet every day. I went in and saw the API and I saw that I could also put a forecast link in there. So added Celsius, added the forecast link, changed it to off at Air Force Base, which is just next to us. And uh, now you can get the weather, at least the Omaha weather for me uh, every single day. Of course, you can also get the show notes, world-class show notes, if you want to check them out this week, out at theaverageguy.tv for this show, slash HGG459, as Mike's. I didn't think it'd been a half an hour, Mike, on your, it, on your I, I, tr I was trying to be proactive, and I held the button all the way down, which took a picture. Uh, <laughs> and then it showed you guys the picture of my video instead of uh, just... Oh, yeah. No worries. Tonight we're talking PC builds. Uh, we'll talk about that here towards the end of the show. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL. Of course, it's NFL season. It's been weird, Mike, not having a preseason. 
Like especially right. for trying to get anything done in fantasy football, like right. trying to make any predictions or anything. We haven't seen any of these guys. We haven't had, but the great part is also not many injuries, right? Cause guys haven't been playing. Yeah. Uh, so a few practice injuries, but not that bad, but yeah, it has been weird not having any preseason to watch. Been super weird. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. So hang on tight. If, uh, if you want to, uh, participate in that conversation. Big thanks to HelloFresh. Uh, it's September and it's HelloFresh month. I mentioned this last week and almost choked to death. Uh, but this week, no choking. And uh, and HelloFresh has kind of saved us through this pandemic. Great opportunities. Tonight, we had buffalo chicken tacos, which I never mm. really thought, like, you know, uh, they give us some chicken cutlets that are cut up, you know, and and added some, uh, some uh, red sauce, hot, spicy red sauce to them as we cooked them. And then Cut up a few uh, celery, pieces of celery, a little green onion. We got some cabbage in there and uh, some red cabbage. And it was done. It was really 20-minute meal, piece of cake, Sarah and I. It was pretty great. Listen, if you're struggling, if I mean, if you haven't if you haven't figured out the dinner thing during the pandemic, because at least have one, have one good meal. Like, and it with HelloFresh, you can get three a week for two people, or you can get three for four people, or you can get two for four. There's a whole bunch of combinations. They send you the recipe. Like if an idiot like guy, like me can cook them, you can too. So give HelloFresh a try. A try. TheAverageGuy.tv slash HelloFresh gets you $40 off and gets you try it for a week. If you don't like it, it's Mike, it's pretty easy to skip weeks, right? It's oh, 100% easy. easy. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, right on. And uh, it's so easy, even a caveman could do it because you're looking <laughs> at this guy. I've really, it's like, it's really, I've said this before, but it's really changed the way I think about food. Instead of just eating it, it's like, oh, this could actually be delicious mm-hmm. type deal, right? And different spices and stuff I've thrown in there. So give it a try. TheAverageGuy.tv slash HelloFresh, 40 bucks off. And uh, we make a little bit on the other end um, as well. We have the Patreon meetup all set. So September 24th, 6.30 p.m. If you're a Patreon subscriber and you, you haven't checked your email for me on Patreon, love to have you do it. You could still get in on this if you want. I just have a $5 plan. Super easy on Patreon. If you want to jump in and support us, theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. As long as you jump in before, oh, let's say like the 22nd, something like that. I need a few days to kind of get you invited and stuff like that. Would love to have you. You don't even charge until the, the beginning of the month, right? I'm only as expensive as a cup of coffee. Well, a Starbucks Frappuccino, maybe. Uh, so 6.30, September 24th. Love to have you join us. We're just going to get in a big hangout, have a conversation for an hour before the show. 6.30, 7.30, that'll give Mike and I some time to cut over and do the show on the 24th. Love to have you do that. Well, uh, during that meetup, we'll just kind of be chatting a little bit, kind of catching up with each other. Some of the guys I haven't seen in a while. We'll also be talking about future meetups. Mike, we have the barbecue meetup planned for the October 24th. Pretty easy to remember. September 24th, which is a Thursday, October 24th, which is a Saturday. And we're going to try this concept out of three different meetups throughout the day, all around grilling, but we'll be hanging out as well. It's not like you have to just talk a grilling, but some opportunities. I think I'm going to do some kind of brisket or I may do uh, I need a pork shoulder or something like that. Something that takes all day, something that I don't want to take all day. Well, the morning session, first in the morning, like seven, we'll do it. So you can Get your dry rubs on. Get that stuff on on the grill. You could do it earlier if you want to. You can do anything you want. We're just setting some times out, right, to get this done. If you're in Europe, you it could be noon for you already or a little afternoon. And we'd love to have you join us for that as well. So there'll be kind of a, I'm calling it the morning rub. That's probably a bad thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyways. It's the morning rub. And then 
the noon, uh, the noon one-ish central will get all back together and kind of catch up. Where, where are we at? Where are you at with your meat? Where, mm-hmm. What's happening with it? What's it look like? I am looking for a couple guys and gals who will live stream their smoker. So can you get a camera out on the smoker, get it and get it with me and we're going to live stream it. So folks can come in. We're going to do it here via StreamYard and YouTube. And all we're going to show is your smoker. That's all we're going to do. So I'd like to have like four. I could get 10. I'd like to get like four smokers going throughout the day. People chatting in the chat room. You going out and checking it like that kind of thing. Like just set up on your smoker. That's kind of what I'm looking for. I'll have mine. Mike maybe has. Yep. All of mine. We look for a couple more if you want to do that. Jump in at noon. Check it. All those kinds of things. Then in the evening, we'll all kind of come back together. That'll catch folks in Australia. So Justin... This, this time is for you. Jump back in. We've got stuff. We can talk about what we did, what we paired it with, how good it tasted, some looks. Mike? Can can StreamYard be run on a mobile device? Mm-hmm. So it, is there an app or is it the browser? Just so as it's people are starting browser. to get ready for this. So it's just the browser. It's okay, just the browser. Yeah. And it accesses, like even on an iPad, iPhone. Yep. Okay, yep. great. Yeah. So you could use your phone if you want to yeah. do it that way. It'd be you a great way to do the 24-hour view. I'll probably have one view with just an iPad out there. Yeah. Um, don't worry about overheating of a laptop or anything. Right. Hopefully it won't be that hot, right? We're in late it's October. It's going to be October. So. I think it'll be fine. Maybe yeah. hot down in Australia. Yep. But if you want to, however you want to do that, if you want to join us, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you're thinking you want to kind of be on the cook team, right? The cooking meat, let me know early so I can start kind of getting that kind of stuff set up. If you think you'll have a smoker cam, that's kind of what we're going to call it. Let me know in there. And uh, dude, I think this is going to be fun. And Brian goes, oh, it turned into that type of show uh, when you're <laughs> got the morning rub and then we're going to check on our meat later in the day. And yeah, it's uh, oh, it's almost yeah. like I thought about that. It's All almost right. like Jim thought about that. It's almost like I planned it that way. It's almost like you know his audience, night, right? She goes, oh, you mean a meet up. M-E-A. Now that that is good. That's creative right there. Yeah, yeah. So we yes, it will. So the October meet up and and the, the plan I'm hoping is we just do one of these a month. Probably skip December. But we'll do we'll we'll do some of these uh, throughout the year, different topics. Just get in there and 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 kind of make it fit the topic. So right, um, something fun while we can't travel and get around. So again, if you if you can do a smoker cam, if you want to join us on Patreon, theaverageguy.tv/patreon, that'll get you in on that pre-show Patreon meetup group. If you want to join us in there, and then if you Jim at theaverageguy.tv, think you have a smoker cam. I'll have an Eventbrite invite built, oh, in the next week or two around the, the uh, barbecue meetup, barbecue and grill meetup, and it'll be tons of fun. So get in on that um, as well. Um, big thanks to the community. We got Bitdefender, which is super cool. So they responded back early this week. The one drawback is they're in Eastern Europe and they won't stay up late. So I'm going to have to record it early. Mike can't make it. I'm going to have Christian come on. Oh, he's very pretty, nice. I there you go. Pretty good backup for you. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be, he knows that security stuff way better anyway. That'll be that'll be perfect. So we're going to record him here non-live. Um, and then and I'll probably do it live anyway. So if you're it's it'll be in the morning, I think at 21st. We're still kind of waiting on the time and date for that. That will actually fill in on the 15th when I'm in um when I am in the on the East Coast. That'll be the podcast that launches for that week. So big thanks to everybody who tweeted at Bitdefender. If you want to do it right now while you're live or even during the recorded show, tweet at Bitdefender now. Just thank them. So just say, hey, thanks for coming on Home Gadget Geeks or thanks for saying yes to Home Gadget Geeks. We appreciate them. Super nice guys uh, and gals uh, over there. And so 
Uh, let them know that you appreciate their support of Home Gadget Geeks and that kind of stuff um, goes a long way. Okay, a big thanks also, um, Brian Tuminello, I think is how I pronounce it, and Carlos Martinez. They were kind of, now, um, Brian actually sent me this maybe early summer, Mike. I've been, it's, I put it over, I, I, it came in and I set it over to the side and I kind of got busy and I forgot about it. But, but both of them sent me a smart Wi Fi wall switch that are, these do not require neutral. Remember that conversation that we had? You don't have the neutral wire, right? Neutral. And almost every single smart switch requires one. Yeah. What's the brand on these? Hard to see. Um, here, let me let me show the page. One second here. We'll stop sharing there. Sorry if you're listening to this. This is riveting audio. Apologize for that. Let's get to the Amazon page right there. We'll share that out. So they are uh, Yister, Y-I-S. T-E-R. It's fact, it was hard to find the brand on the box. About $20 um, at Amazon. Uh, they're up on screen right now. Actually, I'm not sharing what they could look like. There you go. They have both a single, a dual, and a triple gain on gang. Sorry, gang on there. This is the single. You can't see it because of the because of the screen's too small and the, the lights are too. But I got a single and two doubles uh, there. They are they're Wi-Fi enabled. Um single wall switch. They work with Alexa and Google Home. They should fit what we're doing here. Uh, I think I got the right uh, visuals here on screen. It was hard to find exactly what they were. but Not uh, bad on price. I mean, especially if you're only using these in, in different locations. I don't know how much a normal wall switch is, but you know, to have that integration with uh, A-Lady and, and Google, that, that's really what you're looking for. I mean, that's yeah. really at some point you're just trying to get uh, your smart assistant on a on a switch. Yeah. And I think like in the garage, I just need a single gain. So there's the gain. Sorry, I keep saying that wrong. There's the one. It's just two, two wire. And then the the double has a three wire. So pretty simple box comes with some install stuff and some instructions. Pretty easy to do. Do you know Gentlemen, if they're dimmable? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Okay. I don't, th- I don't think. I don't know. Because, you know, where I see these being the most useful is, for example, I have like, you know, the fan lights that have like three internal tiny little bulbs. Right now I have like an adapter to go from that tiny bulb screw to the main bulb screw. And then I have a hue in there. But you have to have three of them, which gets really expensive because there's three lights. And if I could just have controlled the entire appliance with a switch, smart switch, all I really wanted was the smart capability. Or for in our kitchen, we have nine can lights that are controlled by one switch. It'd be perfect. I've I've never made that smart just because I'm not going to spend the money to put nine uh, smart bulbs in there. But I'll tell you what, I'll bring a uh, I'll yeah. bring the, a two gang over to you so you can you can. Oh, cool! That yeah, smart. that'd be awesome. That'd be fun to test. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, super cool. We'll uh, we'll bring those by and. Um, but if it starts to put RFI into my shack, Jim, like we talked about last week, I'm going to have to give it back to you. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Because well, I can't you, smart you switch a smart switch. switch. I can't say turn off the RFI devices to turn off a switch that's plugged into permanent power. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to test that. You'll, you'll have a way to test it. Uh, so we'll bring we'll bring them by so you can mess that. Both uh, Brian Carlos. Sorry, Carlos has just came a couple weeks ago. Sorry it took me so long to kind of get to him. I sent him off to the side. There was not a convenient time to talk about him. But hopefully you're both listening. You're still listening. You're not mad at me, especially you, Brian, because you sent that a while ago. But I appreciate you guys doing that. You heard me on the show. 
And if anybody has a private jet that they want to send me, that's fine. Just send me an email, Jim at the average guy. Dot TV, love to love to have. It'd be super handy during the pandemic, Mike. To yeah, right. I, mean, I, I would take a ride on the private jet. You don't even need to send us a jet. Just you know, hey, so I'm going to send it to Omaha. Mike and Jim are coming out to visit me. If you want us to visit you in person, if you yeah. send a private jet over here, we're there. We'll hop in. We're there. We'll you get two for one you. too. Yeah, you get yeah. Two for one. And I won't yeah. even ask where we're going. I'll just okay. hop on the jet. So you can just you know you could send us anywhere really. Um, drop us off and see how we survive. <laughs> Uh, for sure. Mike, we talked a little bit about if this and that early on here. And, um, you know, I haven't visited if this and that in a while. They actually are the ones who do the weather tweet that I talked about. I have two other. No, I'm sorry. I actually have three other um, kind of routines that they run. Many of you are familiar with them because they're the uh, they're the 615 tweet that says Home Gadget Geeks is coming up. It's the right. 7 a.m. one on Friday that says. If you missed Home Gadget Geeks, we recorded it for you. And then one that actually had I had had for the long time that got shut off was 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. I'm pretty sure I shut it off because it was just a six-week stent I was going to miss on Ask the Podcast Coach because of uh, Get Hip. And I never turned it back on. So I turned that on um, as well. So I, I use it for those tweets. Mike, do you use If This Then That? Uh, I used to a bunch and really what I was using him for was podcast automation. Mm -hmm. Same thing as you, right? Like watch this feed. If it hits, then tweet out the link and do all sorts of things. And then I also used it for scheduling some of my lights. Uh, but really I've switched over to either using Siri or um, A-Lady for a lot yeah. of that automatic, yeah. you know, because when you combine the two, especially with those and with your phone, um, you get a lot of that functionality. I think this is more for, they've probably lost a lot of business in that regard right in the smart home space. Uh, but th they probably have not lost any business in terms of all the other deep integration they have with different websites. And like you use it for weather tweeting, things like that stuff that uh, your home automation isn't going to accomplish. The, the applets that I use uh, showed you that, but this weather one, the ones we talked about here just a few minutes ago, the weather has been super handy and super helpful. And so I actually went in, it's, it's really, if you haven't been out there in a while, they're really easy to set up in this case. I found the recipe for it, went in there, changed the uh, location up here to off at Air Force Base. I set the the time of the day I want it to tweet. And then there's a, a really cool integration in, they call them ingredients. And I could go in with the API on this, on the weather report and see all of these options that are available to me. Current temp, forecasted temp, today's conditions, humidity, wind speed, pollen count those kinds of things, right? All available to you. So for a weather nerd like me, this is super cool. I may go yeah. into that. What what caught my attention on if this and that is they've always had to been just if this and that. It was one it was one thing, right? That was available to you. Zapier, who we've had on here, we've had on the show a long time ago, six or six, seven years ago, maybe, uh, on the show. I, can't, I couldn't get him back. I asked him and they ignored my my request. Oh man, bad. after they've already been on the show. I know maybe I need to turn the audience against them. Too they got too like, big, hey, huh? Hey, you know, you guys. Um, they've always had a pro plan, and I think if this and that did not. And um, so there was an announcement this I think it came this week that they're now offering a pro plan that is if this, then that, then that, then that, then that, right? But I'm what I'm really interested in is knowing what what it, what do you use this for? Or if you could. What kind of recipes do you like? If you're on YouTube, just put them in the comments down below. I'd like to hear from you. 
What are your favorite recipes on uh, if this and that? What are you using it for today? Or what would you like it to do? That'd be another thing I'd love to hear. Uh, that you, if you're in the chat room right now and listening live, throw that in the ch- in the chat too. I'd love to hear that. But here, Mike, here was the interesting thing. They say set your price, <laughs> which I was like, uh, what? That's what caught my eye the first when I first. I'm like, uh, is this? You know, and I've heard of this in terms of uh, they'll do concerts where it's you pay us what you think we're worth, right? Yeah. Would, so, but but is there is there fine? T- is there you know? Is there a lot yeah, of language in here? Well, I think it's kind of set it this way for now, and they're going to leave it that way for a while. I oh, think that's so the, the fine like, print doesn't get you, huh? You I, really I do set your price. I have not dug in. It says for a limited time, uh, if this, then that users like you are able to set your price for pro. Your subscription will automatically renew at this price each month. All prices are U.S. dollars. I would imagine that it's going to stay like if you pick it now, it's going to stay that way for a year or two. I, I, I don't know. I didn't read. I didn't go into the terms. I didn't think maybe somebody will figure that out for me. Maybe somebody in the chat room can dig in right now to find out. What I found was really interesting, Mike, is like just the different plans. So they have a $3.99 plan, a $5.99 plan, and a $9.99 plan. Well, who would who would who would pick the $9.99 when $3.99 is available? Right? Yeah, uh, yes. But then you know what? I, I I would have have it agreed like off the, you know, if I first saw it, I'm like, yeah, why would you choose $9.99? Um, but there are Patreon people who I support and I don't choose the $1 plan. I choose the $5 plan or the $10 plan, mm-hmm. right? Because I think in my mind, they are, you know, they, they deserve more than that because they give me enough entertainment or, or whatever that is. So, you know, maybe if there's some really heavy users and like, man, we use the credit out of you. Sure. We'll throw you nine bucks. Um, it might even out, you know, maybe they thought nine ninety nine. they didn't, that's maybe that was a little much for them. Like, well, really we only need to charge three, but if we give them the option, you know, we'll have some users who throw us a lot more than they would. I don't know. I don't know what the rationale is there. It's interesting uh, psychological. I want to know. I want to know what what the outcome is. It would be a great but, study, right? But what you don't see in small print right here is it actually says a dollar ninety nine or more, like is the minimum. So you could do two minimum. bucks. You could do two bucks if you want. Okay. So you could you could cheap out if you want. Choose that. Do one ninety nine and just give it a try. Unlimited app creation, multi-step applets uh, with queries, conditional logic, and multiple actions. Faster execution uh, for polling and real-time applets. And, of course, if you pay, you get their customer support. So um, can't believe it took this long for I, for if this and that to come up with a pro plan, just to be 100% honest. But they've got one. And uh, and I, I actually like it. it. It's more if this and that's always been a little more consumer-focused. Uh, than Zapier. Than Zapier, Zapier, right? Zapier's always been more on the commercial side. Yeah, they have. They've kind of. They have been on that side, and so um, super interesting. I, I'd love to know. Like, it got me kind of thinking today. Uh, Brian Hour in the chat. Let's see. He says, um, "My dryer alert for my cell phone. When it stops running, it texts me and my son. So when his dryer stops running, he gets a text. Right. That's kind of a cool way to." Uh, to be able to do that. And so um, I'd love to hear about your integrations. What are you using? It was hot. I remember when if this and that was super hot, everybody was using it. Yeah. But um seems like it's kind of fallen out a little bit. Like I think you mentioned uh, the, the A-Lady and uh, the G-Man. Are, the G-Man. There we go. You like that? Yeah, I like it's it. Like I thought about it. <laughs> and and um they they kind of taken over that space and and rightly so. But I think there's some really cool integrations that those those can do that 
uh, others can't. Seven seven is the oh thirteen seven now Kansas City. Uh, yep. I, they must have just scored. Mike? Sammy Watkins just put it in. Nice. So I'm not 13, watching. Thirteen no. Thirteen seven Chiefs <laughs> over the Texans. We'll keep you. Well, um, let me uh, here. Let me just do this. Let me here. We'll stop. Stop sharing on this side. Let me reshare my screen. I had this all set up for you guys. Oh, you'll so get pulled off YouTube though. If, if you want to know, no, it's even better. We'll just do this one. This is this. I can, oh, I can there you display. go. <laughs> I can display this all day long. So we'll have that. Uh, I like it. I can just throw that. I can throw that in, and you're welcome to uh, see. Now the extra point was good. Fourteen seven. Not that we're paying attention to the game or anything like that. Okay. Uh, speaking of the NFL, Mike. How do you plan? Okay, it's a whole new world. Like, it's a when it comes to sports. Have you tried watching any major league baseball or 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 NBA basketball this season? Have you tried watching it it, it at all? Well, the only sports I've watched, so I'm super into the NHL. So I've been watching that, and uh, it's that hockey sport too. Sorry, I didn't mention it. Yeah, yeah, that, that hockey sport, the hockey, yeah, whatever yeah, going on right now with NHL. So I've been watching a lot, and. uh it's been interesting because, you know, I know that the NFL and everyone tried the, you know, how to make this work without a crowd. Uh, NFL is a little different as you're watching now the first game. They spaced everyone out. So what they said at the beginning of this game was there's 17,000 people there. Um, I don't know what the capacity of Arrowhead is. I should know that instead of like maybe 40,000. Um, I don't know what the, what the capacity is. But so there are people at this game. And in this NFL game we're watching, they said they are not piping in any boosted fan audio they're not changing anything it's the real audio what you're hearing but on the nhl side there's no fans and uh so they they pipe in fan noise one thing i noticed though was so i've been used to watching the nhl and it feels completely natural watching the nhl I wouldn't notice until they pan up that the crowd is not there um they have i don't know somehow done a very good job figuring out how to mimic the crowd even the reactions to things right a shot and the oh when the shot misses or you know like when a when someone gets hit it's kind of like a reaction from the crowd a grumbling noise or whatever um i it's very natural i went and watched like an nba game or some other game and i was like what are they doing they were i mean it was so bad how fake it sounded so the nhl is the only like uh league that i found that is actually doing a halfway decent job of fake audience sounds so that's been my experience yeah. so far have you watched anything since no I, it's it's unbearable it's it's really hard to watch uh that with empty stands and it, you know you you'd think it'd be better than it was i first of all i i thought that they could have done a little bit more uh during when we didn't know a lot to kind of entice the audience like okay yeah so we can't play real baseball but how about some fantasy baseball? Like, why couldn't we do EA sports things around? Why couldn't we get players doing? I mean, imagine if you'd taken the players and set up a big, gigantic tournament, a big, gigantic EA sports tournament. Twitch is already, like, almost as big as YouTube as far as viewers go. Killing point, it. Right? And so you're like, why didn't they just partner with Twitch? They could have done so much more. And I, and that's my, that's my disengagement engagement yeah with with those with all of them is they didn't they were too slow to respond to some of those things they could have come out and done a whole bunch more one of the stories that was on um in gadget i think i'll bring up here is that microsoft teams <laughs> okay so we've had some time now let's be to be fair the nfl has had six months <laughs> to think about this 
And so um, they've partnered. Of course, you know, they've got that Microsoft partnership, right? They got surfaces on the field. They've had this partnership with Mike with Microsoft for a while. But they're 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 bringing select fans into the game on Teams, and they're leaving the mics on, so that they are getting some and and some of that noise is making its way into the stadium. So you can have fans there that are that are connected via Teams. It's all coming into a channel and creating like this crowd noise, right? Which is which, and I love their their title. It says Microsoft Teams will bring fans into the NFL stadiums virtually. That's certainly better in small print. That's certainly better than having completely empty stands. That right? sounds like a like if you're piping in volume, that sounds like a recipe for someone really well, messing with everyone, right? What okay, but it's I think when you think about like the law of of large crowds, right? If if you've got some, if you're at a stadium, you can have a guy who's just super loud, but he can only be super loud for so long. And if everybody in the in the live stream has the same volume opportunities. It, kind of, it gets kind of drowned out. Yeah, by, that's you know, true. You've got 10,000 people coming in on yeah. Teams, and they're all talking. It's going to create this. And yeah, you might have somebody trying to yell, you know, whatever. But that happens at stadiums, right? You know, you've heard that loud, obnoxious fan, right, that's doing this. Um, and so they're trying it tonight. It'll be interesting to see. I don't have times to kind of watch that. But each each game's home team will invite some fans to watch games together in a VIP team's meeting. They'll see the feet of the game alongside a gallery view of other fans, and it'll be included in the mosaic view. Uh, audio from those meetings will be mixed with augment and crowd noise that has been customized for each stadium, hmm. which is kind of cool. LED screens will be installed in each end zone in key games. When a player scores a touchdown, they can see uh, the and celebrate with the fans through a showtime cam. Which is like there'll be a cam just set up for the players to go to yeah. interact with the folks on teams, yeah, right? I like it. The league will use teams to manage operations throughout the season, too. NFL's been working with Microsoft for several years on various projects, including the year the year's draft, which took place virtually amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, also, the reason why fans won't attend games physically. The two sides extended their partnership in March with Microsoft providing franchises with access to teams as part of the deal. So I thought this was pretty cool. I thought, okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it compares to, you know, the NBA has been doing the fans in the crowd via their webcam, right? So all of the, you'll see the crowd and it looks like some people, it's actually just the screen of someone watching via a webcam. Yeah. So, so they've been trying that same thing. Um, I don't know what the experience is like on the fan side, what they're seeing, you know, are they just watching a normal game with their camera on so that, you know, they can project those people into the game. I don't know how it all works, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how this compares to what the NBA has been doing. The Verge has a good article. NFL games will have artificial crowd noise. This is what you referred to a second ago, specifically specific to each stadium. So they're doing it kind of stadium by stadium. I think in louder stadiums, Arrowhead Stadium is a loud yeah. stadium. I think they're going to allow louder crowd noises uh, in there. I, cool. And I thought, Mike, um, let's see if there was anything in this uh, this article that I wanted to highlight here. Um, one, one of the things I was kind of hoping for early in the year is that they would allow you to purchase an app where you would you you would get so much um, cheering. Let's just say you could push when you push the space bar, it would create cheering. 
And over the course of a game, you might be able to push the space bar a thousand times and then it's done. So that keeps somebody from going cheer, cheer, cheer. And plus, if you had 50,000 people doing this, one person just pounding the space bar. Gonna, yeah, yeah. No, right. it's really not going to in, in a crowd like that. But it would give you an opportunity to when like um, when the Chiefs score again, like they're going to maybe here in a few minutes. I could then push that right after the touchdown, push the space bar. And in the stadium, the volume. The right? players feel it too. Yeah. 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 No, they're not doing it. I was, it just, it's, it's too, I, would you pay, say it's four ninety nine. Would you pay four ninety nine for access to the game? It would give you a special stream and this app that would allow you to have some influence over the, the crowd noise. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. You need, um, you need some other sort of feedback. So the reason Twitch does so well and that people donate so much money to Twitch streamers is because that Twitch streamer has, it, they formed a personal relationship with them, but also, you know, a lot of times they're reading the message with the donation and it entirely like, Oh man, he read my stuff. Like yeah, for some reason that just, there's that some connection there. So they would have to think of some way to make it, you know, a little more interaction. Just be able to cause noise, I think, but either way, you know, but, but maybe if you had, they had cameras on the field, like access to things you wouldn't normally get access to, the ability to send a tweet into a player or you know, who knows? Like the opportunities are endless to try these things. The NFL, I think, is getting, is getting closer to it than anybody. Right. I think everybody's just kind of hoping we can go back to, to normal. But, man, I think there were such great opportunities. Uh, Kevin said in the chat room, um, this is his space too. Keyboard replacements. Yeah, there you go. Room, right. <laughs> no kidding. Pounding their keys. You know, the right. Keyboard, right. I go think ahead. the difference is though, uh, you know, the majority of people are used to watching that. Game. It hasn't changed. Like for me, watching this game feels no different because of COVID. Yeah. Right. Cause you know, cause you know, so uh, actually Brian looked it up and I appreciate it. So 76,000, um, a little over 76,000, how much Arrowhead holds. Arrowhead. So 76,000 people at Arrowhead, you know, would have experienced it differently being there. But if they weren't there, they would watch it on TV probably like they do most other weeks. You know what I mean? So, so I don't know if it, I don't know if there would be the enticement for me to spend some extra money to affect the cheering, you know, cause like, well, I mean, this is how I'm used to kind of watching yeah, but it. Knowing, I know, but you, but knowing there's no crowd there to cheer and you could influence, you could have a little bit of influence on what the crowd noise in the stadium is. Yeah. I, but I also know they're just pumping that in artificially right now. Anyways, I'm like, well, they could do it the other way. Right. Well, they could, yeah, but, but just, just say, for example, there's a, there, cause they have some ambient crowd noise going in there simulating what a what the crowd kind of sounds like right. murmur so it's not so empty right so that's going on but imagine that's the base layer and then everything else is affected by what fans do yeah you yeah know? it'd be fun and i'm sure you would get a lot of people that would do it think about you'd be like okay so tonight kansas city's playing texas right or the texans and um oh boy I, that's gonna cause a fight because they're not texts they're not they're from texas but they're houston texans okay so the Texans play. Imagine the rivalries that could begin be around fans to say, hey, we got to get like, because now home field advantage may not like fans really need to rally around their team virtually right. to make sure they they have the crowd support, right, for that. So it's much like when the Huskers travel, right? The Huskers, we, we know we go to teams that don't have great 
fan bases and there's more Husker fans in the stadium than there. And that makes a difference. Right. Yeah. And so I just think it could have been one of those things the NFL really could have latched onto and been like, I don't now I wouldn't have paid for tonight because we're doing this tonight and I wouldn't have been able to cheer for these things, but it may be, you know, just some of those fan interactions, some of those ability to, to some special angles on the field. In other words, you get special, you get on field views that you're not, you're not going to get on TV. Maybe, maybe some access to some cool um, local, you know, local guys that and gals that are, that are doing stuff and podcasts and things like that. I don't know. I just think, <laughs> I just think there's, I'm sorry, reading the chat room. I just think there's some opportunities there that good, good for you, NFL. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I think the NFL is going to get it right. They almost always do on these things. And I think by the end of the season, we're going to have a pretty good fan experience that I'm hoping will augment the, for the future. Like I think some things that may stay around. So yeah. Could, yeah. Could be, could be um, really. I mean, I think the only concern from their standpoint is, is lost revenue due to ticket sales, right? That's what they need to get up. Cause I think cool. like, like we said for everyone else, everyone's still watching on TV. So yeah. they're trying to augment that money they would have gotten. And the, but the hardest part is, you know, the NFL will be fine. Uh, and the teams will likely be fine. It's the local businesses around those stadiums um, that are really losing out on a lot of revenue. I mean, Sunday football brings in revenue to so many restaurants, gas stations, liquor stores, uh, you know, and, and that's, it's a big deal. Um, and, so, so, so yeah, I think, I think we would need to figure out a way to, to better those companies as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, but you're right. It's a great chance to increase the fan experience overall. We've been really stagnant with you watch it on TV yeah. and what they've been doing so far is, you know, adding in little trackers and, and it has, I mean, obviously the insights you're getting while watching, but you're still just watching. You're not doing, not doing anything else. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It could be a good time to increase the, the engagement. Just imagine if you use the record button to either record what's going, you know, like on Xbox, you can say, hey, I think you can say Xbox record. Yeah. And it, in it, right during a game. Yep. And you it records what you just did for the last 30 yeah, seconds. Probably wouldn't allow that. But what if it allowed you to record the fan, a fan expression? I think Justin said this um, in the chat room just a second ago. Um, he said, uh, yeah, works better if you record yourself cheering. So imagine if you could record that and then send that in and that would be part of the fan interaction. In other words, you could go see the crazy, the cra like Raiders fans are the nuttiest, yeah. craziest fans ever. I mean, we think we're crazy fans in Kansas city, but the <laughs> Raiders fans are bizarre. Right. And, uh, I went, I went to, went to, I was in the Bay area for a Raiders game, a day game. I was on BART when they were going to and from the game. <laughs> wow. Wacky. <laughs> Uh, but that being said, yeah, you could do some recording things and they could give some things away. You know, they could, they could, there could be some, some ways of doing it. I just, I don't think we've, we've thought through all the creative ways that we can increase fan involvement. And I think they could have taken a page from Twitch and said, oh, like people are just watching these and giving these. Why? Because there's personalities, right? Why? Because they develop relationships. Why? Why? You know, listen, Patrick Mahomes could go on Twitch and clean up. Like oh, he could just clean up. Him playing EA Sports football. Clean yeah. up. Yeah, you're right. I've seen some athletes try and do that and they don't take off because they don't know how to interact in that manner. Mm -hmm. And come to the first one, two, three, and then that person just really sucks 
at doing that. And I think that what that's really shown is these Twitch guys are not just, not anyone can be a Twitch streamer. You really have to know how to be engaging. You have to know the perfect balance of how much to talk to the audience, how much not to. Um, you need to be tech savvy. There have been, there's one streamer that I watch who actually helps some of these pro basketball players and NBA uh, and baseball players get set up. And man, they're brutal to watch. Like you literally are only there because it's kind of cool. They're a pro athlete. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, they're, they're pretty bad. But, you know, so if the media people found out a way to keep them entertaining, uh, but I think there's a reason that they only interview players for about seven seconds on ESPN because that's about, yeah. you know, sometimes that's about all you're going to get that's an entertaining yeah, club. Uh, I, but I think Patrick has a pretty good personality. Like I yeah, think for sure there are some players who totally could. Yeah. Yeah. So Pete yeah Manning. Could you imagine Peyton Manning playing? Oh, like I would tune into that. Hilarious. The yeah. dude is right. The dude is just hilarious. And, um, and it'd be fun to have some that have that where they know each other, some trash talking, like, you know, where you get some head to head between a wide receiver and like they trash talk on the field all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, you know, but you're right. You can't just take a famous football player and make him a gamer. That doesn't work either. Right. right? You got to, they got to have some. There's a certain kind of communication skill that goes into it. So, well, and their their entertainment factor is their athletic ability, right? We all have our things that make us, you know, valuable to the public. And theirs might not be sitting and or talking or anything like that. It's I, I want to watch you go run fast, go catch that ball really high in the air. That's right. what you're good at. That's what you're good at. Seventeen seven, by the way, Kansas City just kicked a field goal and it's halftime. So super cool, Mike. You're getting a chance to do a build, which yeah. is in right, is in your wheelhouse right now, right? right. I mean, just kind of think about. It. Uh, so, so what are you guys doing? Well, so, so this has been an interesting build because, um, so I actually built it, I'm building it with my brother-in-law. So this is my brother-in-law who's uh, in his senior year of college. This is his first time he's going to use it for gaming primarily. His first time ever having a gaming PC. He's been a console gamer his entire life. And really, honestly, his only interaction with a computer is, has been in college. They had iPads in high school. Um, no need to use a computer and, uh, he's used it for, you know, the basic word editing, Excel, things like that. Um, so hasn't been an avid user of any computer really. So he's, he's been really excited. He saw my build and he's like, you know, I think, I think instead of getting the next gen Xbox, I think I want to build a gaming PC, especially because for his line of work too, he does a lot of accounting stuff and they're working from home. So he has like five spreadsheets he needs open and he, you know, you can't, it's hard to get a bunch of monitors onto a laptop. You need a bunch of docs and even those don't work very well. So uh, something with a good GPU, a lot of ports and that he can just kind of plug in and go. So, but the fun part about that was, you know, we, we were really trying to find uh, a middle of the road build is what I'll call it. You know, we're not going extreme budget here. This is not a $500 PC. I think what this average is out to is, is around a thousand dollars give or take, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, depending on what prices are. The crazy part, what we learned is that prices are just fluctuating so much on computer hardware right now. Uh, you check one day and it's one price, you check the next day and it's different. So our goal here was to build a middle of the line of, you know, more towards the budget and gaming PC, but that would give him the opportunity to, to expand which has been a lot of fun. Uh, so right now we're actually going to build this thing on Sunday. Cause I think he's finally got all the parts. So he was slowly um, buying the parts. He's obviously, you know, he's paying for everything himself. So he was like, you know, I'll, I'll just buy it as the, as the money comes in, I'll, I'll keep buying parts. So now we're at the point where we're building. And so what we went with, and this is kind of interesting in the chat room, if you guys have any suggestions or comments on kind of how I led him, um, I led him very much down the same path that I went with. I'll just be straight up. Everything uh, here was kind of based off stuff I've used 
And I have been extremely happy with the performance of this PC I built. And I think for the money, uh, there kind of tends to be a law of diminishing returns for someone who's not a pro gamer and someone who doesn't, isn't like expecting 4k, 240 Hertz. That that's not me. And that's not him either. Uh, we both are coming from the Xbox, which is like 30 frames a second at 1080p. Right. And that's set on like low graphic settings, not low, but it's not great. Um, the first time I fired up call of duty on my PC, I put, one screen next to the other one xbox and one pc and i was like blown away like absolutely blown away couldn't believe it um so so that is fine for us and uh so so this is what we went cpu uh we went with the ryzen 5 3600 xt and you guys know that i put the ryzen 5 3600 in my build well actually with prices now the xt is not that much more expensive and you actually get a decent amount of uh, core clock and boost clock uh, same amount of cores, six core system, hyper threaded to twelve threads, uh, but you get you get a little nice little boost with the with the core clock and base clock with that XT model, and that's a uh, one year newer than when the thirty six hundred came out. GPU he has not bought yet. He's actually going to borrow because that's the most expensive part. So he's going he's going to wait and kind of save up for that a little bit. And and GPUs, it's not a good time to buy a GPU right now because of all the new stuff coming out. Uh, NVIDIA just released their, you know, their 3070, 3080 um, series cards and the 3092. But uh, they just, you know, so those are out and they're starting to get out to the YouTube reviewers. But once they actually hit the market, you're going to see a massive decline in the 20 series cards. So if you don't need one of the newer 30, 3070s uh, or 3080s, you could probably snag a 2070 for cheap. So we're waiting on the GPU. He's actually going to borrow the 1066 gig that, uh, that I used in, in this build previously, which is in my Unraid server. So he's going to borrow that for a little bit and use that for the GPU. Uh, 16 gigs of RAM. Uh, we're doing an NVMe for the boot drive, uh, 250 gigs, a gig or a terabyte spindle for his games. For the motherboard, uh, we kept going back and forth on this. And the main reason we decided to go with what we did was because uh, we didn't want to have to deal with BIOS updates if you have Ryzen, you know that uh, some of the older boards will work with the new 3000 series chips, but you might need a first or second gen to run the BIOS update so you can actually work with the 3000 series Ryzen. So we went with an ASRock X570 Phantom Gaming ASATX uh, AM4 motherboard. Great little motherboard. Uh, relatively inexpensive when you think of motherboards. Has all the connectors you're going to need, though. A lot of USB 3, enough PCI lanes. Uh, I think it has two PCIe 16 slots. And uh, then two uh, X1. So uh, more than enough for, for what he's going to be doing. Uh, he went with the Fractal Design Meshify CATX mid-tower case. Uh, pretty good looking case. I, I really let him kind of go out and pick that. I didn't have any suggestions for him. I said, do a case is a case. Is a case. Um, don't spend too much on it, but go look out and, and find something that you like. And uh, it's an all black with a really nice looked... Um, glass side but that doesn't have any sort of bezel to it it's like when my case has a really kind of probably this thick of uh white bezel of metal around the outside this is just straight glass the entire way i think it has magnets too is how it detaches and mm-hmm. how you get in there and then uh, obviously just a, a, a 550 watt power supply he was uh, you know he's he's very much into aesthetics of the computer he's like if i'm gonna build this thing it's gonna look good uh and and you know and it looks maybe even more than like extra performance so uh he did go modular on the power supply got the modular piece so you don't have all the extra cords tucked in the bottom which is huge it's like my biggest pet peeve about my machine over here i almost want to take it down off the desk because i have to look over there and see that mess of cords on the bottom it drives mm-hmm. me absolutely insane um so so that's the build we did for him he's gonna go with stock i know we talked about cooling 
a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his plan is he goes, well, the, the CPU comes with one, right? I said, yeah. He goes, well, can I start with that? And if I have problems, go f- get more. I'm like, that's exactly right. I mean, that's exactly what you do, right? You start with the stock cooler, use it the way you would. And if you're starting to get some high temps, then start to look at AIOs, uh, bigger fans, um, whatever you need to really get that airflow airflow moving. But it's been my favorite part about all this has been he's he's never built a computer. I and mean, what he told me was, dude, I thought that stuff looked like rocket science to me. Every time you sent me a Snapchat, looked crazy. He goes, then I started watching some YouTube videos. I'm like, that doesn't look that hard. And I think on Sunday, he's even have more of an epiphany. I'm like, man, this is, this is not that hard at all. Like, this is very easy. This goes here, this goes here, snap it in and you're good. Yeah. Remember to do things maybe in the right order and, and uh, don't shock, you know, don't, don't have any um, like don't rub your socks on the carpet before you build it. Right. But, uh, it's been fun to watch his progression with technology on the computer side, on a PC side that he's never, he's never had before. And, and it's, it's fun. And then even, you know, little things like, uh, on a PC, you know, if, when you're, when you're really used to Xbox gaming, you're used to either buying the Xbox game in a physical store or downloading it from on Xbox. There's no such thing as like, the blizzard launcher that you need for call of duty and you don't need steam to run certain games and all that stuff. So I was kind of walking him to like, yeah, you'll need the blizzard launcher. You'll need steam. You'll need this. And it's like, man, there's a lot more options. He goes, he goes, yeah, but you know, and, and not paying for like something like Xbox live. He's like, well, I have to pay for live. And I was like, no, on, on a PC, man, like online gaming is online gaming. You don't need to pay uh, unless you're doing like a world of Warcraft thing. But uh, besides that, so it's, it's been a lot of fun helping him out with that. It is a good, it is fun to put um, those together. Although, you know what? I'm surprised. Like the, the way we put PCs together hasn't changed in 20 years. No, like, you're right. They've just gotten faster and better and more memory. But I mean, a motherboard is nearly identical to what they were 20 years ago. You know, video cards have gotten bigger, but they've just jammed more into smaller spaces. Yeah. I was going through Tim, you know, Tim rebuilt his computer. Remember a couple shows ago, it was more than a couple, but back in the winter, we went through Tim's build. Uh, I guess, I guess it was spring. He got that build put together and then took it back to California with him. So he has it. He left all the parts here. It's a miracle. I haven't put all those parts into something already. It really is. I went through them today. I had an itch to build today. And so I went through his stuff just kind of like, mm, I wonder, because he probably wouldn't care if I put some of them together. I wouldn't take them permanently, but it's just kind of fun to assume. I couldn't find a CPU. That was the problem. I think he Got changed it. everything out except the CPU. He's home in two weeks. So I was thinking, well, maybe I'll order a, an eBay CPU to put in there. It's an older board, but um. The, the stuff just hasn't changed. I did find he had a 60 gig SSD drive that he that they had the OS on. So this was, again, four years ago. So 60 gig SSD, one terabyte spinner, which is for his data drive, right? Yeah. A little Barracuda, a little Seagate Barracuda. That I I set aside the thief for sure. I'm going to be like, oh, I don't know what happened to it. It's going to go. In the, it's going to go. It's going to go in my, my group of hard drives. Um. But yeah, we still put PCs as we were talking with Ryan and Bob, you know, a couple of weeks ago about coolers. I was like, this stuff really hasn't changed that much. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty much memory is memory. You know, NVMe is different. Like that's probably that's that's something that's new and different. The way we connect in the, the way that form factor looks, that's kind of new. Everything else. I mean, even SSD was just a a version of a spinner, just the same size, same form factor. They didn't change the form factor. So PCs have not really um, changed that much. They've changed 
well, not changing very much. They've changed drastically in some areas. You talked about the power supply, having modular power supplies is not new, but it did. It was a big change. I have a couple old power supplies in the garage that are, yeah, I got one in my Core i5 box that sits right over here and it's all jammed. You know, I've got the Cooler Master case that's got that <laughs> yeah. really tall. All the cables are jammed in the bottom component, you know. That's mine to, too. Yeah. I don't have a modular power supply. And this was new. Like, they still sell non-modular power supplies. Uh, they sell a lot of them. Um, yeah, NVMe, right? USB Type-C. Uh, I'm trying to think of any, like, new types of connectors. But, like, USB 3.0, 3.1 has, like, stayed the same, right? Uh, the Type-A connectors, things like that. So, yeah, there's really not... I mean, even pinouts for the power button on your case, those things haven't changed. Same, same thing. Uh, yeah. By the way, I found Tim's 1070 that I almost thieved too. That was another one. He had, he he bought a uh, he bought a 2080 to put in the new to put in the new box. So he's been gaming oh. on on a, on a pretty nice one. But he had a 1070. Yeah, did you see all the stuff that came out with the pricing on the 3070s? And they beat the performance. They beat the socks off the 2080 Ti for half the price, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. No, they got some. I I think. Mike, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you're going to skip the 20 series, right? You guys, now that the 30 series is out, are you going to you going to go with the- how much the price drops? Is what I told him, okay. right? Because so the price came out five hundred dollars for a 3070, still a hefty amount of money, right? But a great, but a great, fantastic. GPU. Oh, yeah. one beating the yeah. 2080 Ti, right? Yeah. For five hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, so I said, you know, really, if it's going to be the difference between three hundred and five hundred, uh keep using my 1060 to get you through and then grab that 3070 probably. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but if it's a drastic difference, like if that 2070 comes down to like 125, 150 bucks, um, even secondhand, I think that's still a great card. And the difference being too, is you got to remember um, your monitor makes a big difference. So if he wanted to even take advantage of that higher thing, he'd also have to spend $250 on a monitor. Right now, he has a 75 hertz monitor, which is great. You're going to get way more than the 30 FPS you were getting on Xbox, and you're going to be able to play 75 frames per second, 1080p. You don't need that beefy of a GPU to do that. Um, so I think if it would be one of those things of like down the road, if you really want to go full bore, you would need a new monitor and a new GPU, or you could do one right now and then upgrade the monitor later. I think I'd buy them together, to be honest with you. Like That's a lot of money. Then you're spending 750 bucks. I know. Like you know, fifty. But if you're gonna, I mean, if graphics matter, I think getting the right card that's optimized with the right monitor is super important because you can oh, yeah. buy a great card and underpower it with the monitor, or you can have a really great monitor and never use it to its full full I capability. Agree. If yeah. you're a full on gamer who's been on PC and you'll see the difference for sure, grab them together yeah. so that you're not bottlenecking one. Uh, but if you're coming from console, you'll be more than impressed with 1080p. You know, 120, 144 frames per second. Uh, I think that'll be more than enough for most people. Alex just said he finished uh, moving over from SATA to an NVMe, and uh, you see a big difference, you know, in performance with yeah, that. And I love it. I still don't have one. Like, oh I really? Just, no. Now I'm SATA on everything. I mean, I'm 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 SSD, yeah. but I'm still SATA on everything. That'll be the next board. Uh, whenever I decide to do that, that'll be the next board for sure. So lots of, um, there's lots of reminiscing going on in the chat room about old pieces of equipment and, uh, and things that, uh, they, they used to use Jim's talking about, uh, deck tape. Uh, no, let's see, hold on. It's up here. Oh no, I don't know where it went. Sorry. You guys are 
they're talking too fast for me to keep up. So uh, I appreciate you guys doing that in the chat room as well. Mike, so when's the is parts ordered? At this yeah, point? parts are ordered. I think everything will come in and we're going to build it on Sunday. So we're going to do a, uh, a football beer and computer building afternoon. We're going to go over, turn on NFL Red Zone, nice. uh, load up our fantasy on the screen and then build a computer. It'll be a lot of fun because uh, I'm really the only one. The other thing we had to kind of think about here was that I'm the only one of his friends that has a PC for gaming. And but with Call of Duty being cross platform and I think a lot of games going towards cross platform, uh, you know, I, it didn't really matter because I can play with him on Xbox. And especially because you can plug an Xbox controller into your PC, yeah. you don't get put into keyboard and mouse lobbies. Um, just like like you would if you were using a keyboard and mouse. So I, you know, you're not affecting your friends. But what really changed that was Game Bar. So I don't, Jim, you've probably never had a reason to hit Windows G and open up that Game Bar. Mm-hmm. Actually, kind of cool. Um, so even if you if, if you guys are watching right now, like I'm gonna hit it right now. Uh, so if you hit um, Windows Key G, pops up the Game Bar. So you actually get a nice little sound mixer on the on the left side. You can monitor your CPU usage. But the big piece about that is on the right, or if it's not up there, the options across the top, you can pop out the social tab and you can get into an Xbox party. So, and your Xbox friends have no idea you're coming in from a PC. So you can get invited to an Xbox, you know, voice chat party and uh, you can invite them. You can do, you can interact with all your Xbox friends just like you would be on the Xbox. That game bar really made it um, so that it's really is seamless between the two. I would pop up Call of Duty just so I could have the better graphics on here. I joined their Xbox Live party, and some of them didn't even notice until in Call of Duty they saw the Blizzard symbol instead of the Xbox symbol. Like, wait, are you on? Are you on PC right now? <laughs> but yeah, like, oh yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even notice. Like, it's it sounds the same, and and so uh, with all the those additions, I think that was finally for him. He's like, okay. Even though all my other friends are on Xbox, I can still play with them. I think most games are going cross-platform. I don't think it, we're going to see a regression in that. Uh, so, yeah, it made sense. Cool. Keep us keep us up to date on the build. Uh, we got a lot of things going on. I actually have the next five weeks all planned out uh, here on Home Gadget Geeks. So, um, uh, Daniel J. Lewis joining us next week uh, to talk a little bit. He did some RGB lighting in his studio. I think it's going to be super cool. So, he had, we had had him scheduled... He had to back out because all the parts didn't come in. I saw it on Saturday on Ask the Podcast Coach, and so he's going to join us next week. Kyle's going to join us. Kyle Wilcox is coming on uh, to join us here in the next couple weeks um, and kind of update us on some cool equipment he's been using in his school district. Chris Nessie's coming back after him. Kind of update us as well. You know, we had all these. We did this show kind of on COVID when we first got going, and so I'm having these guys kind of back in uh, Nathaniel the week behind that. They all had different, they were all in different spots um, with where they work with education. And so I want to bring them back individually, have some conversation with them as well. Um, and then the week of the 15th, it sounds like I'm going to get Bit Defender. That won't be a live show, but we'll have Bit Defender in there uh, talking on a recorded show and, uh, and pretty excited for that. Mike, one more thing before we go. Um, I have made the jump off of Chrome. For YouTube, this is, I know it's kind of weird, but I have just gotten so sick of the ads on YouTube. It's, it's terrible now. Really? Now I know I can install an ad blocker and blah, 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 right? Whatever on Chrome, but YouTube, and I could know I could pay for it as well and get the ads removed. But, um, I just, you know, I've had the brave browser installed on my computer for the last year, never use it for anything. Just was there because we talked about it during a show or something. Yeah. I thought, I wonder how Brave handles YouTube. 
So it was literally on the shows I watch, I was getting an ad every two minutes. Like it was worse than network television. Like I was, I almost went back to TV. I was telling you um, in pre-show, I was trying to, you said to me tonight, like I said, Hey, is the game on television? And you're like, yeah, it's on NBC. And I was like, Oh, I don't get NBC. <laughs> like that's how long it's been since I watched network television. I think the last time I watched network television was the Super Bowl. So like, it's been a long time since I've watched anything on network television. So, um, uh, so it's, so as I think, you know, I, I'm like, uh, uh, going through this process of, of like these ads are getting ridiculous, like every two minutes and, and, and I'm like listening. So at work, I'll put on a YouTube video and then I'll work and then I hear an ad. And if you don't click off that ad, you get another ad. And then like, it's annoying. Like it's just, it's gotten, I, I, I knew it was going to get YouTubers make money. No, I know. Okay. But it's just too much. Like. You don't need that many. Like, I get it. I get. I would go against the YouTuber. I'm like, dude, stop, stop telling, stop having YouTube put all this stuff in there. Like, they're trying. They can't. You you can go in there and say, don't put the mid-roll ones in. What I need to do is pay for it. To be, if I'm, if I care about content creators, I need to pay for it so that I I don't get the ads. Is it too much? Is that, is that an option to pay? Yeah, you can buy. I think you can, you can, you can get that YouTube subscription. Of that. That would be a nice perk. I didn't think about I, that. I thought, anyways, doesn't really matter at this point. Uh, so I tried out Brave. <laughs> Natively wipes out everything. Like it's crazy how they how they can do that. No ads, wipes it out. By the way, there's a Bitcoin component to Brave too, right? Okay. Like you can get the basic attention coin, uh, the BAT, if you for certain things that you do on there. You, anyways, I, I'm not going to do it. But it's You're been, probably gonna do it. no, I'm not. Gonna. <laughs> This week has been, I think it's YouTube premium, Justin says. I think that's what it is. I think this week, God, watching YouTube has been, it's, I'm kind of back to the way it used to be when, when there weren't as many ads. Like I kind of actually enjoy it now instead of like, oh my God, another freaking ad. Like, cause I'm usually I have it up when I'm doing something and then, right. then you got to stop and move over. And so I get it. I get it. YouTubers. I get it. This is how you make money. I get it. But you need to put some pressure on YouTube to stop monetizing as much as they do. Oh my God. Like tell them to stop. Brave takes that all away. It's weird how they do it. It's seamless. You don't see, it's not like no click, you know, where the ad's supposed to be. And then it goes back all the way through. It's just beautiful. YouTube is beautiful again. Interesting. Screw you, content providers. <laughs> well, it, it's funny too because I haven't I haven't had that. I mean, I watched YouTube exclusively all day, every day, and I, I feel like I haven't noticed that. I feel like a lot of mine aren't aren't as bad. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of used to clicking the skip button as soon as they come up. Well, or, I was too. for yeah. the longest time. I was fine with two or three ads per half an hour. I was okay with that. Not ten or fifteen ads, and that's what right. that's what I'm up to right now. Ten or fifteen video, video, oh, yeah, video. It's they're just DIY, like, like, like I'm watching homesteaders do do some stuff, or I'm oh, watching. Sure. I watch Cole the Corn Star. He's he's just down the road here. Talks about his farming stuff. Yeah, he'll have he'll have ten ads. He has a he has maybe a twelve minute video, and he'll have six to ten ads show up in his. Yeah, it's dude, it's oh, awful. Huh. It's awful. Interesting. So, 
Yeah, Joe is saying um, I think twelve gets would get me out of it. Twelve dollars a month would get me out of it. It's the right way to do it, actually. By the way, uh, eighteen for a family if you want to do it that way. Well, or free on um, free on um, Brave <laughs> if you want to do it that way. Um, it's the other thing it's done. You know, I've been trying to use Edge. I use Edge on a box for Discord. Uh, just because I'm trying to use these browsers, like I need, I need reasons to use them. Chrome is such a hog, like it is literally worse than IE was in its day. Like where an IE was a terrible browser, Chrome is worse now. And they're all Chromium, not all, many of them are Chromium based, so they're all bad. Like they all have this hog. You know, I used to say, I remember a day with when, when Windows 10, you get away with four gig of RAM. You can't do that anymore and use Chrome. Nope. No. And you can't use Edge because it's Chrome based. So what are your you can't use Brave because it's Chrome based. What are your options? Like uh, I use full on Chrome. <laughs> everybody does. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, yeah. Yeah, they're all hot. That's all and like like right and, now, this box I'm running is running at eleven gig of RAM. But right now, this box that I'm using eleven. And I don't and know. You know what's so yeah. funny about that is it's it's so tied to the service you're using too. So I had the same amount of Chrome browsers open right before the show. And when I was talking to you, you reminded me that I have this on Plex so I could watch the go on Plex. When I switched from watching in Chrome, didn't matter, from YouTube TV to Plex, my CPU just like shot down. It's like, oh, thank God. You're not watching that on YouTube TV anymore. Like YouTube TV just sucks up resources. I'm watching the same game at the same resolution, right? It's just interesting how uh, that's any different. I mean, but it, so it also depends on like if you Google services alone uh, eat up a lot of resources. I think they so. do, and it, it's a trade off for some of the great things that they do in sure. in, the, in yeah. the experience. But by the way, update on the game: uh, we are nine minutes into the third quarter, twenty four seven Kansas City to score again. So congratulations! Um, yeah, so I, I um, uh, you know Justin reminds me Firefox is an option. Yep. Uh, Safari on Mac isn't bad, honestly. Uh, They've done a lot of improvements over there too. It's kind of like Edge, right? Where Edge is kind of like they finally got rid of IE and Edge isn't isn't bad. Uh, Safari is not bad either. Yeah, just Chrome is out of control. And YouTube is out of control. I just, you know, it just just gets you sucked in and then they just hammer the crap out of you. Yep. And uh, and so it has... Bring in and then we just, man... Yeah. Eat them down. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that one. I don't either. Uh, I don't either. A couple reminders uh, kind of on our way out. One, don't forget if you're a Patreon subscriber and in uh, why wouldn't you want to be if you can't, if you can't, if you can't be. But by the way, this is not a play to get you on Patreon. But uh, the 24th of September, we're going to join together. I'm going to get the Patreon subscribers together. One, just to thank them for their support. There's been some great ones out there. Uh, over the years that have supported us, just to say thanks, to have a conversation, talk about some future meetups. So if you haven't got that invite for me, you're not going to. Well, you should have through Patreon. Maybe it didn't come up. I'll send it again this week, but send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. If you're on Patreon, I'll send you out the invite to that. Patreon meetup 24th. You need to be on Patreon. You got to like the 22nd of September to jump on there if you want and you want to get it done that way. You can certainly do it as well. Then the October meetup's open for everybody. That's going to be a barbecue and grill meetup. If you want to set up your barbecue cam, you can do that. You can stream all day for part of the day or most of the day for me. 
let me know. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. Love to have you join us kind of as part of that group. Again, that is open for everybody. So mark it on your calendar, October 24th, three different times. I'll have some more information coming out in an invite coming up. The reason I'm doing three different times is because I want to allow Europe and Asia to get involved in this. And so if we just did it during the middle, middle of the day in the U.S., that excludes everybody. So we'll do an early a.m., a middle of the day U.S., and then an evening like this time. It'll be maybe a, an hour earlier, but like this time, so our friends in Australia can join us uh, or wherever, Hong Kong or Singapore or wherever, can join us um, as well. If you want to join us in the Discord group, and why wouldn't you? Kevin Schoonover posts awesome deals like a $60 Zmodo cam that came out. Well, those, those are cool, and that's a great way to get into home automation if you're not and you don't have the dollars to spend on it. Head over to theaverageguy.tv slash Discord and just follow that deals channel. Like, Mike, the ham radio stuff blew up this week a little bit. Yeah. We had some pretty good ham conversations. Talk on the, uh, on the show last week definitely spurred a little bit of conversation in that channel. Yeah. No, so super good. No pressure. But if you want to join us, the nice thing about Discord, no ads. It's pretty great, right? No, right? No ads. I don't know why I'm so anti-ad tonight. I don't, I don't know either. That's a new take for you. Oh, it's kind of cool. I kind of like it. Just stick around for a while. You just want to be the grumpy old man on something, right? Maybe so. Maybe. maybe, maybe. Ads. Maybe. Speaking of ads, the AverageGuy.tv platform powered by Maple Grove Partners gets secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. That's Christian. Christian's actually going to help me out. Mike can't make the Bitdefender uh, interview. And so so Christian's going to come on and join me for that interview. And, uh, and we'll run it down both channels, actually. I'll make it both a Cyber Frontiers and a Home Gadget Geeks. Uh, we'll run it down those channels. Hey, but great. If you go to theaverageguy.tv, there's no ads. Yeah. There's, well, very little ads anyways. I don't think there's any ads. I just checked. Oh, yeah. I think well, like, I for internal, like Maple Grove hosting, right? Maple Grove's but, uh, they're, they're a big deal. And on the show notes, you can click on the HelloFresh link that's down oh, there. Well, I mean, there's no obtrusive in-your-face ads. No, I don't do that I don't do that stuff. If you're in need, in need of a website, you can get plans for as little as $10 a month. And Christian is rock solid in what he's doing. Check out maplegrovepartners.com if you want to join me on HelloFresh. And maybe we'll do a HelloFresh meetup. I'm just saying. Maybe we'll get together and do a, we'll all cook one together. Actually, Mike, that's an idea. For those on HelloFresh, we could all, like one week, we could all order the same thing or cook order different things. And have a have a meal cooking time where we get together and all cook it together. So that'd be kind of fun. So if you want to join me on HelloFresh, and a couple of you did last week, so I appreciate you doing that. Head out to theaverageguy.tv slash HelloFresh, and uh, that that will save you $40 on your first box or something small. Give it a try. We appreciate it. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. We'll do some post-show where I'll tell you something amazing that happened to Mike that you're not going to believe. With that, we'll say goodbye.